You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. You are listening to Total Talk Nonsense, and these two douchebags bags are wanted fellows, ladies and gentlemen. Allow me to introduce John and Scott. I'm George Bush, and I approve this message. Yeah, Total Talk Dances with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 251, Scott. That's right, John, 251, and the, the W. Yeah, is our new show announcer. This is what he does in retirement. Yeah. He, he's working for John and Scott. Yeah. The douche bags. The douche bags. <laughs> These two douche bags. Right on, John. So we missed last week, yeah. and we can't even remember why. You had I don't shit know. going on. I had shit going yeah. on. And then uh, the week before was our our blowout two fifty two fifty, where we reflected, John. So yeah. we haven't had a chance to really uh, uh, say what was going on because there was so much going on, so much, and we didn't even talk about that going on. Yeah. Like we went to C two E two, yeah, right. That's right. Stefan was in. I got to go out like four nights in a row, John. It was a miracle. Not like four nights in a row. I got to go out four nights in a row. Four nights in a row. <laughs> That's right. And I think I'm getting sick. Oh. I was driving today in my car, and it just struck me. Uh, I, I was like, I, I think I I wasn't like that. I was this way. I think I'm getting sick. You know, I was uh, I was thinking I was feeling ill earlier as well. I almost said, you know what? I don't feel so good. But I think it's allergies. And you know what? And you know what? Maybe that's what? it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just allergies, John. Allergies. <laughs> I had lunch with TP. You and I had lunch at Fat Mustard. Yeah. I got Twitter exchanges out the wazoo. Nice. I've been reaching out to uh, some celebrities, John, and Twitter. Tomorrow. Um, yeah. Bunch of stuff going on that we never got to cover because we just reflected on 250. But yeah. before we start reflecting uh, back on the last two or three weeks... Um, do you have any clips you want to play that didn't make 250? Oh, yeah. That should have <laughs> So our original plan is we were going to do a theater of the mind again. But right. That never really materialized. No. But we do have a couple of uh, musical clips that, because uh, Phil, the bass player, is right. available. And right. he's, he's very versatile, John. Yeah, let me cue that up. Oh, that's nice. The dog's barking. <laughs> so I think the day or the day before the day of the podcast, some emails were exchanged. Hey, learn this song or know this song. I guess not learn it. I was familiar oh. with all the oh, songs. Oh, I see. You're already trying to. Yes, I'm already. already I'm already backpedaling. Yeah. If it's I like can playing, digress. Playing golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't golfed all year. Boy, my back is starting to hurt already. And Yeah. Well, John, don't let me repeat my history, musical history here. I uh, played guitar. First, I played drums. Then I played guitar. Then I gave up everything up. Then I played bass in a kangaroo court. And then I picked up the guitar, and I kept looking at it like a bass. And that was, that was a bizarre moment for me. But I did... <laughs> But I did finally get back oh. into the guitar part of it. Yeah. 
But some emails were exchanged the day that we recorded yeah. 250, and we decided we're going to play a couple of songs. Yes. And then when we were recording 250, Joe said, what about uh, Cracker? What about the Cracker yeah. tune? Yeah. And so I tried to figure that one out on the fly, Joe. Right. On the fly, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Well, here, let me play a little bit of it, all right? All right. <laughs> what did Phil say? Close enough. I'm, it's, he's so annoyed. <laughs> Joe, is your headphones too loud? This is me trying to tune a guitar and the first time in five years. A guitar that has right. been sitting better? in my basement for a little ten better? years. Good. <laughs> I'm going to choke. I can't even drink you guys anything. video? You got video, whore? Uh, hell no. Whore, whore. The whore no. and Preston Buttons were on the line. Yeah. They said, hey, we're going to call in later, okay? Every yeah. Morning. This yeah. went on for about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what? If, uh, how long does it take to tune six strings? Hey. hey. He's only on like four at this point. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> What's wrong? I wish you a happy um, 250th episode. We're going to go yeah. now. So these are all outtakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the wrong way? Is that the wrong way? <laughs> Have you ever even seen a guitar before? I'm playing guitar. <laughs> it's been a while, all right? I'm a little rusty. Rusty. I have a dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so basically we decided that that guitar could never be tuned. Never. Hey, it was not my fault. From? And then you brought your guitar I in. Movie, Scott. You gave no, me your I guitar. Play, I played. Well, yeah, I tuned it. But what movie? And then you played it Scott, for like ten really? seconds, and it went really? completely out. And feels like no. Yeah. That's, How about that's, I tune that's, it for that's you? That's not gonna yeah. work. Here's where no. I come in. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is some quality audio right here. It's so quiet. It's so quiet. This is behind the scenes Total Talk Nonsense for 250. Yeah. Got Fill things off to a rockin' yeah. start. There are enough people that this is going to be like a shit morning zoo or something? Yep. I'm very concerned about, like, if people call in and think we need some kind of protocol of who's allowed to talk or we're all going to be talking over each other. Mm. Amber, um, yes, only no. talk when... <laughs> <laughs> only Raise speak when, direct, when directly addressed. Oh, I, I'm going in there. <laughs> that'll be... That'll work. Am I going to tune it out here? here. Phil's bass sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. You mean my bass? Your bass? My bass. He didn't bring his own bass? No. Are you sure? Oh, no, maybe he was playing his own bass. You might be All right. right. I think Holy you're right. Holy fuck, you can buy tuners, you know? <laughs> Every There's... time I hear Preston, I think, are you, you playing like a clip from... <laughs> of, of you? Yeah, my third episode. Holy fuck. Hey, John. Hey. Hey, let me tell you some stats, John. Here's my attempt. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move it along a little. 
There's John rocking yeah. out. What? Okay. Bye. On, on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, here's where we, we actually try to play a song with me on drums and you playing yeah. your on, halfway it. tuned guitar. And this was, what was it? Bulldog right, or? Play. No. Bill, play with him. Play what? What are you doing? Sound check? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who wants to hear this? I don't want to hear this. Let's move on. So basically... Wait, wait, here we, we go, man. We're going to play a song. <laughs> Settle down in there. <laughs> All right, so then we you took it's, that guitar it, away from me. Yeah, at some point we got our shit together. And you gave me a guitar that yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> and here's what happened. Not bad. There you have it. Come from the water. Come from the water. And then, like you said, Joe whipped one out on you. He whipped one he out, whipped one out. He whipped it out. How hey, about that cracker song? What about that cracker song? Yeah. That's more like Steve than Joe. Yeah. Uh, what about that cracker song? Well, that's more like Preston. Is it? Yeah. No, that's hey, what about that cracker song? Hey, what about that cracker song? Hey, you guys. <laughs> What's where's the funny? <laughs> All right. <laughs>
So here's that. Notice the awesome count in by Scott. Yes. It's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, one more time. One more time. We got to hear the end. Why? It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What happens at the end? You miss a whole part. Hey, come on. It's the first time I've played this song in a long time, John. time. On guitar, anyway. It was very good, man. Oh. Well, it will be available for download. What will? These songs. How? On the on our I'll put a link up there. A link? Yeah. How about that? Big finish, Scott. Big finish. Big finish, John. Here it comes. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. right on. Hey, I just thought of a good idea, John. Yeah. Um. Here's what we do. Yeah. Uh, it's we plan not, better next time when we do. Yeah, we plan better, definitely. Uh, but um, you don't call me out while you're all drunk. Hey, man. <laughs> so what are we gonna do at a bar? We got no pen or paper. What do we need that for? I got my mind. Yeah, my mind. My memory, man. Uh, So one of the conversations, so let's, uh, we're going to digress now. We're going to talk about uh, C2E2. C2E2. So we got into C2E2, Mark Chirello. Wonderful, uh, wonderful guy. He chatted us up. And then we we had a brief conversation about um, making money off of podcasts. Right. And we talked about something and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I wouldn't feel right about that. 
But I just had an idea, John. What if uh, we uh, uh, recorded songs like uh, want a podcast? I guess we'd have to have Phil participate. (laughs) And then he'd want a cut. Yeah. But uh, so, like you said, you, you provide a link to the song. Hey, the song you just heard performed by... Phil, John, and Scott is available for download, yeah. uh, and that's how people can support the show, right? So they get to listen to the show for free, and if they want to support the show, they can buy a song for a quarter or whatever. <laughs> well, what do you think of that, John? Uh, that's great. We have to uh, pay royalties, right? Um, so we so get like the, two cents. We'd have to no. We'd have to do our uh, no because because we're doing. We're not selling their song. We're selling their song, but they don't get performance rights to it because we're performing it. So it's just a performing. Yeah, it's right. just a royalty per download or per song. Yeah, you know, there's lots of bands out there that do that. And then we got originals. Yeah, like uh, well, what's your Grammy's original? Scrawny head. I got capitalistic comedy yeah. we can do. Yeah. What is your original? Um, uh, the Night. The Navigator. The, the Navigator, yeah. yeah. We could do that one. Yeah. Live in studio. Yeah. Right. The Navigator plots his course of dreams. <laughs> do I have that? No, I don't think so. All right, moving on, John. So C2E2 was really fucking cool. It was me, you, Joe. Joe's son Jason, yeah, your son Nathan, and my son Brody, and we went to C two E two, and uh, we wrapped up with there. We talked there to Mark Chirella for a while, yeah, and we got in, and it was a lot bigger than the last time. Oh yeah, it was like twice the size. It was huge, and there was a lot more people too. Ah, yeah, for a Sunday, yeah. And John Cusack was there, and Shia LaBeouf, and Sean Astin, and it was, did we yeah. see any of them? No, yeah, we didn't see any. Well, they wanted money, so then um, don't they have enough fucking money? We decided right then and there, or maybe we didn't. Maybe we decided later that next year, if we have the opportunity to go to C two E two, you are going to go as Jack Porkins. Amber's right. going to go as a Princess Leia in the aluminum bikini. I am going to go as Darth Vader with his helmet off, John. Right. And then I'm thinking, you know what would really complete that ensemble? Is a Rick Cannon going as Luke, yeah. my son. Uh, Your Darth Vader. son. <laughs> <laughs> with me going with the helmet off. Yeah, with all the scars. Yeah. I don't That's think we'd great. be able to. We would just be swamped with photo. Yeah, people uh, would want it. Right? Hey, can you? Can I have your photo? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: there was a Jack Porkins there, and he was not he the was, quality yeah, Jack no, Porkins. You because I been. yelled out Jack, and he l- looked around like, "What the?" F-? He looked at you like, "What the fuck is this guy's Je- problem?" Who's Jack? Jack? Who? Like he didn't even know who he was. Hey, Jack? Who? Jack? You? <laughs> you ass. Yeah. So then we left C2E2. We went to Hooters. Yeah. I got some wings. And it's very... uh, Did you get any flack for Hooters? Very messy. What do you mean flack? From the lovely? Of course not. No? I call the shots at home, John. You know that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember. What was I thinking? 
<laughs> How dare I? So that was um, now that was before Stefan came in, right? C two E two, or was that after he left? Uh, I can't even was, remember. That uh, was before. All this stuff gets mixed up. Before. So then Stefan rolls into town. Before. And then on Thursday, we went to the Frog Bar. Remember that? Yes. Over at the Rivers there, I got the WR cut. Yep. I even saw one of my neighbors there uh, who was uh, hitting on girls like 20 years younger than him. I thought that was humorous. (laughs) Uh, What did you have? Did you have the WR? Yeah, I also had the WR cut. It was very good. It was very good. Very nice. Then we watched a band. Who was the band? For Mike like and 10 Joe. Minutes, yeah, for like ten minutes because we couldn't find a place yeah. to sit. And then we went back out, and there was uh, playoffs going on: Hawks right. and Bulls. Yes, playoffs. And uh, so we checked that out. Yeah, set up at the bar there for uh, wow, for a while. Had a few drinks for a while. For a while. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. Good times. And, and then yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Then what? I don't know. And then, uh, a Friday, we hooked up again. This time, Amber joined us. Right. And we went to Elliot's. Elliot's. Very Elliot's, good. Edison Park. Yeah. A tip, another. going to Elliot's, uh, do not sit by the bathroom. <laughs> it's not a place I would want to sit. Why not? Right by the door? Because it's stinky? No, I just we don't were not wanna, sitting by the bathroom. I just don't want to be sitting that close to a toilet. I did notice I that eat. when I went in the bathroom, there's like a table right outside, yeah. and I only had to take a leak. But if I did have to drop a deuce, I would have not done that. I would have held yeah. it in and then had health issues because it's they have a table right outside the bathroom door. You it's have, a small you have place. health issues. No, I would if I oh. wasn't able to, you know, have my BM. I would assume that health issues would <laughs> would ensue. There'd be complications from that. <laughs> right. But I did notice that as well. Yeah, the food was good. And it's not like though. you wouldn't know who you know, right. dropped the deuce. Uh, that was that guy over there. It was the guy who just walked well, out I that we could all see. I, I, there was something going on that was not in my eye shot, my vision it was in my field of view. Yes. It was in the three of you's. The three of us, yeah. Uh, field of view, and there was some, uh, I don't know, hilarity going on. There was a woman I there. Felt very left out. That was in our uh, view that you couldn't see because your back was to her. And she, um, she just looked really odd. She looked like she was dead, basically. And when you see a person that looks like they're dead eating, it, it's freaky. It's, it was just freaky. <laughs> That's all. That's all that was going That's on. All. That's all. We were just pointing that out and making comments like, wow, that's really creepy. Oh, I can't look at it. And then, you know, Stefan with his, oh, I, I know, I can't look at it. If I look at it, I, it's it's not right. I'm not going to want my starter. I won't want my starter. <laughs> You're going to have a starter. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. And then. And then. We went to a bar after. That's right. We went to uh, Edison Park, uh, uh, an Irish bar. Yeah. They had a acoustic uh, guitar player, um, and he was playing guitar, and we had some brouhaha's and some other stuff. And then... Some weed. No, we didn't have any weed. 
I did give Amber a great idea if she wants to be an entrepreneur. I was like, where are you going with this? I did give Amber <laughs> what? A really great idea. A great an entrepreneurial idea. I don't want to say anything because uh, I don't want anybody else to steal oh, it. I don't want to steal your idea. Do you know I- what I'm talking about? Great idea. It has to yeah, do with homeless people. I, I don't want to talk All about right. that. You're demented fuck. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. So then. Uh, oh, and then in Edison Park, you got to pay for little parking stickers. Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know. There's nowhere to park in Edison Some Park. Bullshit. I might as well just walk to the train station and take one train ride over. You right. Know, the first stop is Edison Park. And uh, I don't have to worry about that crap. Yeah, it is a bunch of shit. It is a bunch of shit. So um, that was Friday night. Then Saturday, John. Um. We went to the Webster's there. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Last minute. Um, yeah, last minute uh, deal there. I texted you. Hey, guess what? Webster's are playing. And he and uh, and um, Stefan wanted to see him. Yeah, because we turned Stefan on to the Webster's yeah. uh, playing some of their music on our show. He bought some of the CDs, and now he had an opportunity to see the Webster's live, John. Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about so they, that? Uh, they're uh, part of some sort of a record company. Well, Ginger Records. Ginger but Records. They, um, it was part of the international pop overthrow. There you have and, it. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then some chick wanted to dance with me. She not only wanted to dance, she wanted more than that, John. Yeah, well, it doesn't help you going... Go. Di- she wants. Da- she wants you, man. Go out there, you fucking pussy. I sa- I didn't say that. Yeah, You're you thinking did. of somebody yeah, else. Okay. Okay. Well, I got the picture of the damn drinks you had. <laughs> That's why I drove the whole time. Hey, you, man. You and your drunk friend Stefan. Hey, man. Watch it now. All I know is we Watch walked in. It. And she uh, noticed you from the get-go. She was in her... You were in her sights. I'm irresistible. Yeah, she There's could just, not no, yeah. leave you alone. Even in front of her husband. Yeah. She could not leave you alone. Anus. Yeah. Yeah. Got you out on the dance floor. That was something else. Come on, please. Something else. Yeah. And we have... Somebody took a photo yeah, of that. I've seen a, it. It's, a, it's out on, on the interwebs. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So then the website. I said. I, I said. Hey, look. I'm married. Yeah. So am I. There's my husband. I said. Well, what is he going to think of it? He doesn't care. He's a Democrat. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he doesn't have a gun. <laughs> is that what that means? He just rolls with it. Whatever. Yeah. He's a pushover. Yeah. Damn Wetterbell Bell yeah. Oh, so when we walked in, um, we saw Preston right away. I, even Obama was there, man. Was where? He the was Webster's? there. Yeah. He was? Yeah, I asked him. I said, well, you know, what do you think of this broad? What's what's up with that? What do you think of the dude, the husband? And he says, sorry, ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what he was talking I missed about that. there. I missed Obama being yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so when we walked in, Preston, we were... We, and then, went, then she asked him to dance. <laughs> she asked Obama to dance, right? Right. And you know what he says? No. You ain't my bitch, nigga. Yeah. 
That's what he says. Did he I was dance? like, that's kind of rude. No. And then you felt obligated to dance. Yeah. With her. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So when and we then f- John McCain showed up <laughs> because he was very upset. Why was he upset? Well, that I drove, you know, and and he wanted to know. Oh, right. How much gas was, and if I was tired of buying the gas for you clowns. So he asked me. Is there anybody is that's tired of paying four dollars a, de- a a bucks four dollars a gallon for gasoline? Yeah. And you said, yeah, I am. Yeah. I had to drive these mofos down Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. So then I asked Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> he was there too? Yeah, well, he was in one of the bands. And I said, dude, are we going to see some live music? And you know what he said? No, what did he say? He said, well, do it live. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a stellar night seeing uh, <laughs> the Webster. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let me digress anyway, back digress. to when we walked into the rudely bar. Rudely interrupted you with our president and so me runner up. You and Stefan uh, were discussing drinks. Okay, what are we going to get? So you guys opted for some sort of beer. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I need. Uh, it was it Stefan who was going to buy us drinks. I'm like, yeah, give me yeah. some whiskey, whatever it is. Give me Knob Creek if they have it. I need whiskey. I'm not drinking that beer shit. Yeah. And then Preston shows up, and then we're talking with Preston, and Preston says, hey, I'm going to buy your first yeah. round. And then yeah. I was like, oh, see, I wanted whiskey, and now I felt, yeah, uh, he, I don't want to seem like I'm taking advantage of him, because <laughs> you and Stefan were like, yeah, just give me a beer or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I, um, I'll have a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I want a whiskey. Oh. <laughs> So I made him get me a whiskey, well, but that's what I wanted let's, originally. Let's start this off. I I paid for Stefan walking in, so I had like twenty bucks, or I had sixty dollars or eighty dollars when we walked in. Uh-huh. I paid for Stefan and myself, and it was ten dollars to come in, <laughs> so that's twenty. And then Preston buys us. I got a beer. He got a beer, and then you said, "What? You got a what? I got a whiskey. A whiskey? Yeah." And what happened? You're happy with that whiskey? Was it? Yeah, it was all right. So you found out how much they were? No, it was, that was fine. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, I asked you, hey, can you can you go buy a round? Oh, yeah. I said, I'll pay. So I give you 20 bucks, and now I have my second light beer. At some point, I asked you to go get some more drinks, and you did. You didn't get me anything. I'm out of money completely. You took all my money. You spent all my money. And you bought me a drink that was nice with my money. Hey, all I know is I went to get the second round. You're like, no, I'm fine, dude. I'm like, all right. So I bought the no second round. No change or nothing. You come back. Oh, there's, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a really a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. I'm thinking, what? I look down, and there's 15 glass whiskey glasses. <laughs> they ran out of glasses. There wasn't that they many. They give you plastic glasses. That's not true. And then true. the guy shows up, and he's like, hey, man, are you done with these glasses? Because we're out of glasses. We need these back. <laughs> you drank all their glasses. The first whiskey I had was in a plastic cup. Yeah. And then Stefan and I kept the glass ones, and then we would get plastic and dump it in the glass. I don't know what you're talking about with the 15 glasses. I got a picture. 
It's it's online, is it? No, I didn't put it Those out there Those glasses were already there when we sat yeah. down. Yeah, right. So, and then the other thing that happened is we let... So we end up leaving, but before we left... The uh, Webster CDs were available on sale for five bucks a piece, and they have four CDs. So I took the four CDs, slapped the twenty down. Probably your twenty. Yeah, probably. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was walking out, and I uh, ran into the lead singer. Yeah, Preston. Mark. Oh, Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark, the other one. Well, they share duties, yeah. right? Duties. Duty. <laughs> they, they're, they're the songwriters, the principal songwriters of the Websters. So he's talking they, to some girl. I, I, is it his wife? I don't know. Yeah, probably. But I'm walking out, so I, I stop and I, flan, I flan out. I fan out the CDs. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, dude, right on. And he gave me a hug. I got a hug. Oh, that's nice. From Very, Mark. Did he hug you long enough so that it felt weird? No. No? No, it no. felt good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It's okay. Yeah. That's so sweet. then... Yeah, he came by, talked to us for a while. Then we just went home, right? I can't uh, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because we stayed to like one... Yeah. So. Oh, and then uh, so we we showed up, and then Phil and Amber yeah, showed up together right. because Phil and Amber went to roller derby or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was I up. took a picture of Phil and Amber, and uh, I said, "Grab her boobs." So Phil goes behind her and grabs her boobs, like the Janet Jackson. Yeah, thing? and just grabs them with both hands. And I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! I didn't get a good picture. Do it again." And Phil was more than happy to oblige. I'm glad you Great had that shot. kind of authority. Yeah, you just you know, say that stuff. What do you mean authority? Yeah, Phil, grab her boobs. Yeah, grab her boobs. Do it yeah. again. Well, she, if she didn't want him to grab her boobs, she would have said something, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't grab my boobs. <laughs> then it would have been really awkward. <laughs> a lot of silence. Let me get a picture of oh. that. <laughs> Let me have the face. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. And she's going to try out for naked reading, I think. Naked yeah. reading, John. Yeah. We're actually going to have her try out here. Yes. Yeah. She, I think she should try out here before she goes in for her formal. We should try out, too, at the same time. Do John yeah. and Scott and Amber naked reading. We should do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It'd be something else. That yeah, would be something yeah. else, John. <laughs> How are the Bulls doing? Oh, they're up. They're up by four. 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 In the first half? Yeah. Nice. They're down 3-1 in the series. Yeah, so they're this the number a, one seed number going one against seed, the number eight seed. And they're losing 3-1. to one. Nice. And I had tickets for the Skybox tonight. I felt so... Obligated that we should do the show that I gave away those tickets. Who'd you give them to? I just gave them back. I said, "Yeah, I can't go. I got, uh, I got the podcast tonight." Wow. Um, parking pass, skybox, pair of tickets, 
And I was, you know, I thought, no, I'll call Scott and see if he wants to go. And then I thought, oh, shit, if I, if I call Scott and Scott and I go, my daughter will kill me. She will kill me. So I said, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, I said, no, thanks. Uh, there you but it. really, it was to do the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we're here. We're doing 251. Fuck you! Am, am I keeping you up or something we over there? We could have been at the Bulls game, John. Yeah. yeah. Where they're up by four. They're up by they're up six by now. Six. Seven, if I seven. do my math right. Yeah. Seven. They're up oh, by seven. Oh, there's a big three. Big three. Yeah. yeah. Iguadala. Yeah. Iguadala with the big three. Yeah. So what else happened? So, John, um, let's see. So then Sunday, uh, we rolled into Sunday, and that's when we recorded 250 there, John. That's right. And then I took Stefan to the airport on Monday, and I was back at work. That's right, John. That's right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Brawl out on the court. Uh-oh. Tensions flaring. Taj Gibson. Oh, are they kicking? Is there kicking? I don't think there's kicking. My guy's down. So, yeah. Uh, hey, man. Yo, man. Back up. Hey, yo, man. Hell no. Hell no. What you talking about, man? I'm with the bulls, man. I'm the bulls. That's a bunch of bullshit. All right, John. I got into a Twitter exchange. This is a while ago. Let me see if there's a date on one of these tweets. No, there's not. It just says like 52 minutes ago. But I happened to get into a Twitter, a uh, little bit of a Twitter debate with a creationist. Oh! Would you like to know how that went? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. So um, this this creationist was responding to somebody else that was tweeting. And the, and the response was, so that's a no then. No facts to support you silly claim that there is no God, only mean-spirited opinions and posturing. Question mark. That's when I got involved. Yeah. So then I uh, uh, replied all, and I said, um, Look. I said, Listen. Look. Listen. Um, I said something like, Hey, I'm late to the conversation. I'm late to this thread. Which God are we trying to prove doesn't exist? Question mark. Zeus? Question mark. <laughs> How dare you? So this guy ignores me and he says, With religion, as new archaeology is discovered, new scrolls, new dates, things consistently change. I don't know what that means. But I guess he's trying to make an equivalent like, yeah, science progresses on new evidence, so does religion. So I replied to that. What if a scroll was found that implied with evidence that all previous scrolls were fairy tales? Wow. How about that, John? Yeah. So then he said, he said, I don't know what he said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to follow this conversation. Um, 
said, sure, Scott, a worthy argument. I don't know if he was being sarcastic yeah. or not. Um, so I said, well, prove that invisible monkeys, oh, monkeys. <laughs> don't fly monkey. out of your ass while you're asleep. Hint, you can't. Then he replied, what if there were invisible monkeys flying out of your butt while you slept? <laughs> Hello? So I said, you're, fly. you're catching on. Invisible God equals invisible... <laughs> equals invisible monkeys out of your butt. I cannot prove or disprove right. either. Uh, so then he replied, no, you're catching on, yet you're not. God isn't invisible. He's just not visible to you. To which I replied, Have you seen Zeus? What does he look like? Does he come to you in your dreams or while you're awake? And then he replied, You yourself are evidence of God, yet you choose not to acknowledge it. Invisible bump monkeys aren't. <laughs> To which I replied, you and I are evidence of evolution by natural selection. Zeus had nothing to do with it. To which he replied, did I say I saw your God? Your arguments are worthless. You're not saying anything and you're not funny. (laughs) You shall know that God is God. And bow down to his will. To which I replied, I didn't say you saw God. I asked if you saw Zeus. I now see the disconnect. You are delusional. (laughs) Oh, name calling. (laughs) To which he replied, no. You implied that I implied that I saw God via your stupid, inane question. To which I replied, your cognitive dissonance exceeds my expectations. (laughs) Fuck face. Regrettably, you are a lost cause. Good luck to you. Exclamation point. To which he replied, fuck face. You're not funny. Your points are nonsense. Your comparisons are weak. Posturing isn't reason. Oh, my Lord. To which then he said, So have a nice day, and God bless you. May God take the blinders off your eyes, so you may see the truth. To which I replied, Thank you. Have a great day. And basically, leave me alone. I'm done with you. To which he replied, God bless you, Scott, and your family, your friends, your pets. And the invisible monkeys in your butt. Written with the finger of God. And that was our, that was my Twitter encounter. Nice. With a creationist. Fuck you! And I I look forward to having more. Yeah. And, um... It's impossible, man. It's impossible. I talk to people at work all the time um, that come in and... You just can't talk to them. It's like you yeah, look but at just them and, figure out or, or think about if we figure out how to do it. That's fucking Nobel worthy, John. Nobel worthy. 
But like you said, the cognitive cognitive dissonance. Yeah, Don't they, make fun of me. They think bung monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> the bung monkey. Bung monkeys. They think that we have the cognitive dissonance. Right. And how could you not see the evidences all around you, you dumbass? Which is not evidence because, you know, they have no scientific background whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, go get an education. Then let's have a conversation. But they're not going to do that. Somebody posted on our uh, Total Talk Nonsense Facebook the Pat Oswald Sky Cake. Bit. Sky Cake, yeah. Did you see that? I did, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, when you narrow it down to that, and then I was I was talking to somebody today about it, and I said I, the Sky Cake scenario and how there was no civilization, and a couple of smart people were in the minority, and they decided to. Man, we got to stop this debauchery and the killing and the raping and the pillaging, and uh, let's invent this the sky cake, you know. And if you do all these good deeds, here's ten deeds rules that you have to follow. You get sky cake when you die, and that's basically how religion started. But then there was sky cookies and. The group that worshipped Sky Cookies got pissed at those who worshipped Sky Cake because my fucking dessert is better than yours. And then they had a war. And then I went on to explain that at some point, even with the Gnostic Gospels, which were, you know, heretical, her- heretical, heretical, <laughs> heretical, <laughs> uh, by the church, were basically a bunch of monks that. Uh, wrote these scrolls to say, look, at some point people are going to wise up and they're going to discover their own level of spirituality and they don't need somebody telling them what the rules are uh, of worshiping God or Jesus or whatever. You just you just find it within yourself to do good deeds and let's turn this into a philosophy and they're like, fuck that. Bury those scrolls. Because we don't want that to happen. And then later on, you come to present day, and you have more and more people realizing, well, we don't need all this mysticism. Uh, maybe the philosophy's okay, but uh, you know, let's pull out some of the good stuff out of this Bible. Um, and then you don't need all this other magic going on in the background. But for some reason, these people hang on to the magic part. The goofy, uh, and they're very selective of what they want to read in the Bible. And you talk to them, and you can tell they've never read shit. It's like these teabaggers in the Constitution. Oh, yeah. Somebody oh, they just added that. Posted a great video. <laughs> yeah. Was it Phil? Phil the bass player? Yeah. 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 They're as dumb as all get out. It was about the uh, Congress having the power to regulate commerce and that uh, uh, even some doctor and a bunch of people are coming out saying, well, you know, in actuality, health care can be regulated by the government. Congress has the right underneath the Commerce Clause to regulate interstate commerce. And, uh, and these people are going, well, that was added. That was added. Yeah, that was an amendment. It wasn't yeah. original. A woman says that was added. Okay, well, the right for women to vote was added, too. So I guess you don't have any fucking rights, you whore. <laughs>
bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting so annoying. It is annoying. They don't even want to think anymore. Uh, I don't have time to think. I don't have time to read. Justin Bieber doesn't have... He doesn't want to read. He doesn't have time. Well, they asked him... He just got his GED or whatever high school diploma equivalent. And they said, what about college? He's like, yeah, I'm not into reading and writing. That's not for me. So (laughs) that's great. He's into Jesus, though. Yeah. But he's not into fucking educating himself. (laughs) He's into the invisible supervisor. Oh, speaking of the the Biebs, um, your daughter is still into the Biebs, John? Yeah. Yeah, my daughter's moved on from the Biebs, and she is into... I don't know if we've tested this. Can I play a clip? Can I play a clip? Uh, yeah. Okay, let me try playing a clip. My daughter is into this now. She's moved on from the Biebs. I'm going to play a little bit of... Here it is. Oh, yeah, it's playing. How about that? Do you know who this is, Jim? You're insecure. Don't know what for. No. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. You're familiar with Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Sing. Yeah, this is the latest boy Oh, yeah. Shannon, my daughter's into it, too. The, the direction or the... One direction, One direction. Yeah, so they got good songwriters. Um, I can listen to the stuff. I can't remember being able to listen to NSYNC or any of that shit. But I can listen to this. I don't know if it's because my daughter likes it. I'm not sure. But my daughter is obsessed yeah. with these guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, my daughter, too. Liam is so cute. Oh, my daughter likes Niall. Yeah. Yeah. She's convinced that she and Niall are going to... Uh, be husband and wife. Yeah, yeah. Because she read on his profile page that he's pasty and he's shy and he likes farts and... Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. He likes girls with green and blue Wait. eyes. And my daughter's like, I have green and blue eyes, Dad. Why is liking farts... Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Your daughter likes farts? She, de- she didn't like farts until she read that. Now she loves farts because he loves farts. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to explain to her that One Direction is a product, right? Yeah. He probably sat They're, down and they it, asked him what he's into, and he said, I'm into like S&M and smoking. Yeah. And, and they said, well, that's not going to work for what we're trying to sell. So here's what you're going to say. Um, and then on top of that, uh, five guys are in this band? Yeah. Ten years from now, two of them are going to be homosexual. Yeah. One of them, that could be Niall, you know, for all you know. What is it, two and five guys are homosexual? Yeah, if they're in a boy band, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, it's only one in five, right? Because Lance Bass, what right. was he in? In, in sync, No, I think, I think another one of those guys came out, too. Yeah. In sync, yeah. Marky Mark? <laughs> no. No. That's Marky Mark in the... Uh, funky Bunch. The Funky Bunch there, John. So it gets so horrible that when Stefan is in town, my daughter's Niall. bugging me. Yeah? Ask Stefan if he knows One Direction. All right, let's oh, ask him. Geez. Stefan, you know One Direction? Oh, yeah, they're the biggest thing in... Uh, they're the biggest thing in, in the, the UK. UK. No. My daughter, no. Do you know them? Because like, you're English. Yeah, because you're from there, you big dummy. <laughs> He's like, well, no, I don't, I don't know them. <laughs> well, then get out of my house. 
So then she's bugging me. Hey, you you have another friend uh, in the UK. Is Andrew? Uh, you're, ask him. Ask oh, him if Jesus. he's... So I catch him on Facebook. I instant message him. Hey, oh, you know... My. Oh, yeah, they're the biggest thing in the UK. Yeah, but I, do you know them personally? He's like, well, no, but I know their manager. He lives, you know, I know where the manager lives. And I... What? I shut Facebook down. Oh, my God. And I turned around and said, no, he doesn't no. know him either. <laughs> and then... Oh, so then... Uh, she started crying about something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> like, I wouldn't buy her tickets and a VIP pass to some show. Yeah. And she started crying. Oh, why didn't you buy them? Oh, they were like $268. Oh, we send How about our that? kids to that, that shit all the time. Come well, this on. was for July 2013. Cool. Dad. I'm like, they might not even be around yeah. July 2013. And who are you going to go with? You may not even be friends with that yeah. person anymore. Yeah. And you want me to spend $268? <laughs> it's for July 13th? Yeah. Or, 2013. Yeah. Oh, 2013. Right. Next year. Oh, fuck that. No, Mike, you know what? She They might be in like the Jingle Bash or something. What's the Jingle Bash? It's, it's what happens every year um, at the Rosemont or whatever. And my daughter goes to that every year. That's a thing where all of them, like Bruno Marsh or whatever his name is, and um, they all do like a quick set, you know, three songs. Mm-hmm. So they may be in that, you know. This is more One Direction. So apparently Simon Cowell discovered all these kids on his show, that uh, The X Factor. Yeah. And he said, well, these kids are talented. They're good looking. Let me put them together. Get some songwriters and we'll uh, have the latest pop sensation. Yeah. Yeah, B96 hosts the Jingle Bash. Uh, Let's see. Let's see who's in it this year. It's at the Allstate Arena. Uh, Oh, there's a Summer Bash. Florida, the wanted in big time rush. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I gotta hear this stuff like all the time. Oh, the other thing is uh, my daughter, uh, I told her because she's convinced that the minute she meets this Nile kid, he's gonna fall unbelievably in love with her and they're gonna be married and live happily ever yeah. after. But it's not working out for her. She's not getting the tickets and the VIP backstage passes she needs. And she needs to meet him because she knows that if she meets him, it'll be all over. So I said, if you want to meet him, become a pop star. Then you'll meet him. So she, he, her and her friend have decided that they are going to lip sync. Not, I'm sorry, not lip sync. They're going to karaoke one of these songs. I remember I asked yeah. her for help on that. So they've been practicing. I'm just waiting for her to tell me, you know, her schedule. Yeah. And when she could come in. And I told her you only get three cuts, that's it. But she's already planned that they're going to record this thing, her and her friend, karaoke. Then they're going to make a video, and then he's going to see the video, and and then he's going to fall in love with her. Yeah. And then he's going to try to find where she, you know, who she is, and that's, it's over. 
Well, good luck with ass. What if she finds out he doesn't like girls? Well, you know, interestingly, I I clicked on a link from my celebrity news, John. Yeah. And it took me to Perez Hilton's front page. Oh, boy. And on the front page, One Direction's Niall Horan, Horan, <laughs> stays up all night with new girl. And there's photos with him and this chick, and he's drinking oh, something, like yeah. a peach snaps or something. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm I'm in a moral dilemma. Do I show this to my daughter? Yeah. Do I hide it from my daughter? You show, man, you gotta you gotta play it up, teaser, make fun of this guy, <laughs> get her off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got to move on from that. So I'm I'm curious to know when that'll happen. How long will this last? Will it last four months? Will yeah. it last? How long? Well, all I know is my daughter went to Jingle Bash in 2010, and Justin Bieber was there. And all I heard about, she was bawling her eyes out. It was like the Beatles. Uh, She was screaming and crying. Uh, She went last year, uh, had a good time, loved it. And they go every year, her and the neighbors. And she's still into the Biebs. Yeah, I don't think as much. Not as much. She still, wouldn't cry over him anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. But well, he's going to be on The Voice tonight. Yeah. We should ask if she uh, if she shed a tear when he came on. It could be. If she got hysterical. Yeah. Over to Biebs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. She's always, Dude, have you ever heard of this band, Dad? What do you think of this band? You like this band? No. 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 My daughter actually... Uh, she loves my car, though. I let her play her iPod in the car, and yeah. she has a, a shitload of songs. Yeah. So I'll just say, hey, I don't like this one, and she'll move on to the next one. And she's got some stuff that I've never heard that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? I have no idea what it was. <laughs> I can. I might be able to find it. Let me look on iTunes. Because she said it... I said, how did you stumble across this song? Because it's not something she would hear on the radio station yeah. she listens to. And she said it was an iTunes top 100 thing. Let me see if I can find it. And and so after I after she played it for me, this was like a couple weeks ago, yeah. I've heard it like I was at the pool with my son for swimming and I heard it on the radio at the pool. So it's, it's starting to get like radio play. Well, while you're looking for that... We got an email from uh, Johnny at Got Faded Japan. Right on, Johnny. Yeah. He says, hi, guys. We are totally digging the regular shows again and happy on the 250. We are actually in a similar boat. Got Faded Japan is soon approaching our 100th episode, in which we will be answering questions about Japan, Japanese news, and all the crazy shit that happens out here. So if you guys could ask a few questions, it would be awesome and would totally make our day. Keep on rocking the interwebs, Johnny. So what does he want us to do? Ask a few questions? Yeah, I don't know if he wants us to call in and ask questions or just email questions about Japan. Oh, I see, about Japan. Yeah, I want to know our Japanese news. I want to know what's going on with the... The radiation. Yeah, we don't hear yeah. about that anymore. 
I want to know if they have chipotles in Japan. Yeah, or if or if oh, that how, reminds you, me. how do you say big balls or giant cock in Japanese? <laughs> that reminds me, Chipotle. Uh, when am I going to get my burrito, man? Come on. Oh, I thought Academy the Awards, sixty dollars I spent on your drinks was Chipotle payment. Oh, okay. So we're going to do it that way? Oh, Is that how we're going to do, oh, do it that way? Because you must have forgot about the night before when I picked up the entire tab for all drinks at the uh, Irish pub. You did not. Yeah, I did. You did not. Did. What did I have? One beer? I don't know what you had. I picked up the whole tab. That's all I know. Come on. Come on, man. How many drinks did I buy at the fucking casino? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How many? Like well, you're gonna five start rounds. nitpicking. Let's nitpick. Oh, like five rounds. Five. I went up every time. The only time you went up was the bar where the band was. Yeah, that was it. And you went up five more times. I don't know me. how many times it was two or three. Because <laughs> the guy said you can't walk back with three drinks. I go, we're sitting right there. Oh, okay. And he told you that five all th- times? All three are for Scott. No, the second time I went up, the guy knew me, so... He knew you then? Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. Yeah. I paid for all the drinks! <laughs> so where's my burrito, $10. man? $10! I didn't get it yet. I Come forgot. Come on, man! Oh, sh- I got Amber's burrito. Yeah. I got it right here in my backpack. From her? No, to her. I owe oh, her you one. owe her a burrito. I lost a bet. I bet on the Hawks and they lost. Well, she was here and you didn't give it to her. Where was she? I don't see her. Two fifty. Two fifty. Show two fifty. Our bet was after show two fifty. Oh. Or the game was after two fifty. Yeah. Or was the game that night? I can't it remember. It was after two fifty. I don't know. No. No. I don't remember when it was. None of that matters. I got her burrito. None of that matters. <laughs> None of that matters. Here's what matters. You have haven't got me my burrito. <laughs> I have a tongue. None of that matters. <laughs> You're a dim teacher. All right, moving on, John. You see any movies? Movies. Uh, what did I see? I saw see the, the Raven. No. The Raven with John Cusack. Yeah. And? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. It's kind of Sherlock Holmesy. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. He's kind of a fuck up. He's a drunk, and uh, you know, I what was cool about it is back in those days, I didn't know that writers would just rip on each other. They'd write poems and and prose and stuff like that, and they would make it to the newspaper. And they didn't like when he did like love poems or anything like that. They liked the shit where people were being killed or dying. And uh, some of the more popular things that they did were a writer would write about somebody else, like a different writer. Uh, Like Edgar Allan Poe would be in competition with another writer to get his piece in the paper. So he would write an editorial critiquing this guy and uh, and that was kind of like the uh, they thought possibly it was one of the opposing writers that was committing these crimes, and the crimes were based on or they mimicked uh, short stories or short poems that he wrote about like Pit and the Pendulum and the Raven and 
uh, all these different ways that people die uh, heinously or grotesquely. And the police department, this this uh, detective or, or investigator, pulls Edgar Allan Poe into the investigation to find out exactly who is committing these murders because he has... Uh, because he he wrote the stories, basically. And at some point, his love interest gets kidnapped by the murderer. Um, so it's kind of a whodunit. And, um, you know, it's not true. It's not, a, it's, it's not based on fact, but kind of his death. There's some sort of mystery behind his death. Um, they don't know if he ingested poison or something like that. So they kind of play a little bit with that. I thought it was pretty cool. Very good period piece. Had some really cool authenticity to it. Spinies? Uh, what do we give? Four? Four. I'd give it three. Three yeah. Spiny Normans. It was pretty funny, too. There was some very good comedy in it. Um, yeah. Are you watching the Bulls game, John? No. 35-26. Yeah. Halftime score. 35-26. 37, though. What the fuck is that? So back and forth, and they haven't fucking scored shit. Philly scored only 26 points yeah. in the half? Yeah. Oh, the guy just jacked the three. Jacked the three. Ugh, what a horrible yeah. game. Horrible. Horrible. Glad, glad we're not down there enjoying it in the box seats there, John. <laughs> <laughs> drinking free beer and <laughs> drinking shots of uh, of Bailey's out of chocolate um, chocolate shot glasses. Yeah, having a giant piece of carrot cake with ice cream. That would suck. That would blow. Blow. I saw a bunch of movies. I can't even remember what they were. That's how we good got a they nice were. Skybox or two. I also have access to. Um, the Harris Bank Skybox. That's even nicer. Nice. Yeah. Let me uh, know, man. I didn't know if you'd be interested in going. Would you go? Oh, if yeah. I, no are doubt. You serious? To a playoff game? Yeah. Well, any game. Yeah. Uh, I already talked about salmon fishing in Yemen, right? In the Yemen? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear it again. What a, I saw so I got a bunch of DVDs. Saw a bunch you know of, what I watched? Oh, I saw again? Hangover Two. Oh yeah, that's that, what I that saw. Wasn't that good? I thought it was all right. Really? I mean, it was it was exactly like the first yeah. one, the same premise and the whole deal. But I thought that was okay. I, I liked uh, trying to figure out them trying to figure out what the hell happened the night before. Yeah. Um, Zach Galifalinkis or whatever yeah. his name. His character came out a little bit too strong at yeah. the beginning of that movie. Uh, <laughs> took away some of his charm because you're like, yeah, I wouldn't want that guy anywhere within a hundred feet of me. Yeah, or my family. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with him? Where the first movie it was kind of like uh, just a weird guy, yeah, just weird guy, kind of charming. And then the second one, he was just like, yeah, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was all right. <laughs> The best is the fucking tattoo on his face. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and I saw the catheter movie, John. That's what I saw. That is an outstanding oh, God movie. Damn it. Catheter with a K. No. And it's coming up on the ten year reunion, John. We gotta get Kevin to fly oh, out and have a screening yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we could rent out the DP theater and sell tickets or something. They play uh Iranian and Muslim films there now. I think. What movie did I I did watch another movie, but I can't fucking remember it and I wanted to write it down it was really twisted and funny and fucked up Human Centipede 2? No 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 Damn it I saw two other movies I have no recollection whatsoever None And what's with Netflix? They have no movies anymore Yeah it's all TV It's all shit It's all TV It's uh these Concert, like, not concert videos, but interviews with bands, and it's, they're really poorly made, and... They have Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, well, so does uh, half a... uh, So does fucking Netflix, or uh, Xfinity. (laughs) Xfinity. Archer. Have you checked out Archer yet? No. Archer won Best Animated Comedy at the Comedy Awards this weekend, John. Check that out. Nice. Archer. It's on Netflix. I have been watching... uh, 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 Spit it out, What the fuck is it? What is it? Spit it out! (laughs) I don't know. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones. Yes. Very cool. Oh, we gotta watch Atlas Shrugged. Oh, that's on Netflix, dude. Part one. It's on Netflix. It's for free. Three and a half stars. Really? Yeah. Oh, have you seen Adam Sandler's new movie? No. Coming out on TV? No. Oh, it just looks fucking awful. Awful, yeah. John. Speaking of uh, Atlas Shrugged, Ayn Rand. Yes. Uh, have you heard that uh, Teller of the famous Penn and Teller, he breaks his silence to sue a guy over mag- a magic trick? Really? Yeah. How does Atlas Shrugged? Uh, tr- uh, because they're big. Segue into because they oh, because they loved it. They loved that movie. They Ayn thought Rand. it was great. Right. Teller thought it was one of the best movies he's ever seen. Really? Uh, Penn says he doesn't give reviews, but he gave a review. Of the oh, movie. I gotta check that out. And uh, and here's here's these guys who are you know they're all about free market and and all this stuff and. And they're you know show they do tricks and then they show the secrets of the tricks, but apparently this was a trick that Teller invented in his bedroom when he was like eighteen in like nineteen seventy six, or maybe it was fifteen or something. And um, this guy Gerard Doggy, a Dutch entertainer, um, put a similar trick it's called the shadow and what it is is it's it's a flower in a it's a flower in, in a vase and it's a shadow is of the flower in the vase is shown on a white like background and then teller would go up and he'd poke at the shadow and as he poke at the shadow the petals from the flower would fall off so the shadow was you know, and, and some, they do that trick in their Vegas show. Yeah, so you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. So he's been doing it for years. Well, this guy 
had seen it, and he named it The Rose and Her Shadow, and he does a similar version of it on YouTube, and he offered three grand for the secret. So he basically figured it out, and he's doing it. So Teller said he realized it was a copy of Shadows, which he's done, and he called this guy on the phone and offered him money if he didn't disclose the mechanics of the trick. And I guess the two couldn't come to an agreement. So Teller is now suing uh, in a case that can help determine the level of protection that magicians have over their tricks. Uh, The lawsuit was filed Wednesday in federal court in Nevada where Penn and Teller live and perform. Uh, Teller sues as Teller an individual in the lawsuit and doesn't give a full name. Though records attached to the complaint break some of the mystery by showing the action as brought by Raymond Teller. Hmm. And basically, he did actually patent this trick in, or copyright, he copywrote it in um, 1983. And magic tricks are indeed copyrightable, Scott, as pantomimes. And the magician's chief challenge in this regard is making sure the works are fixed in a tangible medium of expression from which the work can be performed as the U.S. Copyright Office requires. And he did a little drawing and everything. So what do you think of that? What do you think about a magic trick that somebody figures out and then they start profiting from the same trick? I don't know. Isn't I, that how Penn and Teller got famous? I would think so. Didn't they um, figure out how somebody does a ball and cup trick? And um, Don't they rip each other off like constantly? I would think so. I mean, it, but it's just like anything. Where where do you draw the line? Like music, um, like the Beastie Boys. Uh, Adam Yauk, MCA, yeah. dies at 47 earlier this week. Yeah. Horrible, John. But now they're getting sued for all the sampling they've done. Um, well, where does it end? You and I right. start, you start you whistling a song you heard on the radio, and then the thought police show up, and they slap you with a fine. Uh, for whistling uh, a song or singing it out loud in the in the shower, and your neighbor hears it, and because it's with an earshot, um, or is it because of profiting? For example, I know for a fact that bars have to pay royalties for having jukeboxes or bands even in their bar. They have to pay royalties to a fucking record company that pays them to, it's just like a lump sum. It's like a tax. Where does it end? Where does this fucking monopoly on uh, intellectual property end? I mean, I could understand, okay, you invent something, and uh, and it's, it's yours as an invention, and nobody can steal it till you die. But the thing is, is that corporations will buy up these copyrights and patents and inventions and they'll hold them on their balance sheets forever so there's no innovation anymore. It's like you have an idea, I have an idea, but we don't share that idea so there's no innovation. But the second you and I exchange those ideas, now we're talking about innovation. 
We both have two ideas. Or together, collectively, we've created a third. That's innovation. But this kind of shit, I don't know. I don't know how how I come down on this. Because, you know, a guy invents a three-legged chair. A guy improves upon it and makes a four-legged chair. He patents it so nobody can make four-legged chairs without paying this dude. Well, who's paying the guy who invented the fucking steering wheel that's in every car? Should he get a royalty or, or or the estate? Get a royalty for every fucking car on the planet that has ever used a steering wheel? The guy that invented the wheel? What about that guy? Yeah. What about that guy? Is he getting royalties? No. How much would a car cost if every little thing in that car, we had to pay back some sort of licensing fee or royalty? I don't know. I hear what, you what sniffling a, in there. What's going on with you? Well, I got it. I'm telling you, man, the sinuses. It's the. Uh, I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not crying over royalties? No. In licensing fees? Well, at some point, it just gets ridiculous. It becomes a. a it becomes a monopoly. It does seem kind of hypocritical of him to sue the guy, though. Uh, you made a good point. I mean, how did they get their start? Yeah. They didn't create all these magic tricks. They they have done some. They've created some of them, but they got their start by... Um, the bullet catch trick is a ripoff of the bullet catch trick, but they do it differently. So I guess if this guy just added a little different he flair has a different to it, flower. It's not a tulip. It's a rose. Which right? apparently, if you Google this, his name Gerard Doggy D O G G E, he um, he posted like a video. Well, today a video was posted by somebody affiliated with Teller, um, showing the trick that Teller does and people talking about when he did it, when he invented it. Um, and uh, and then Gerard Doggy posted something on YouTube. He took down his video, um, and then uh, he posted his own thing that the truth will come out on this whole story. It's all a bunch of BS. My way of doing it is different than his way. I mean, essentially, it's the same trick, but what if the way that the guy does it is different from the way that Teller does it? The mechanics. The mechanics of it, yeah. Yeah, what, which is supposed to be a secret. Yeah. And, he, I, and you know, there was a TV show uh, that, they were, that they had on for a while um, where a guy tried to sue the whole television show because... They were revealing certain tricks. Magic uh, tricks? Yeah. Yeah, there was in 1999 Fox TV series Breaking the Magician's Code, greatest uh, ma- magic's greatest secrets revealed incurred the wrath of illusionists around the world. The French magic circle tried to have it taken off the air while Robert Rice... An American performer tried and failed to sue the network, claiming that it infringed upon his act. Uh, Jack Devlin, president of the Magic Circle in London, said that he encourages all magicians to take note uh, of the club's rules, which oppose the willful disclosure of magical secrets other than to magicians or bona fide students and historians of magic, and to oppose the willful imitation of 
whenever and wherever possible original magical inventions and original forms of presentation. How about uh, that? Such rules, however, only at club level, in this case, is one of copyright, which means both music, music, magicians are going to have to draw upon all their powers of persuasion to convince the judge. And how'd that turn out? Uh, it just started. Just started. Just started? Yeah, it started uh, like April 16th, and uh, I read about it today because there was um, some other, uh, an edition of the video that Teller or somebody affili- affiliated with Teller put online, uh, which is the trick his version of it, but you don't see this other guy's version because he was forced to take it down because the tellers cease and desist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of teller, um, Penn Jillette got fired on a celebrity apprentice. Fired. Do you watch the show anymore now that he got fired? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care for it, but, uh, I just want to see where it ended up with Lisa Lampanelli and, all that shit. Lisa Lampanelli f- got fired. They did like a. They're doing a double firing. They did. Uh, let's see. They fired. Um, not Clay Aiken. Who was it? Clay Aiken is still there, John. Yeah. They fired Teresa, I think, one of the housewives. So then it was left. Who was left was the final four, which was Clay Aiken. Um, Arsenio Hall, Aubrey O'Day, and Lisa Lampanelli. And they were forced to be interviewed by um, Marley Matlin, the the deaf chick who was runner-up last year. Right. And John Rich, the country guy who won last year, um, who's since raised like $2 million or something for his charity. And... Uh, in the interviews, I guess, uh, uh, Aubrey O'Day, she starts bawling in the one interview. And then they start to know Lisa Lampanelli's temper tantrums and crying. And then Arsenio calling out. Uh, interview for like uh, to be a like part a of the charity? Yeah, like a job or uh-huh. something, like a job interview. So anyway, they like Clay Aiken. They thought he was nice and. They liked uh, they liked everybody pretty much, but they thought Lisa Lampanelli. If you can't control your emotion, man, you, you can't you can't be in business. So the Donald calls the four of them in and says, "I'm going to fire two of you, <laughs> two of you." So he fires Lisa Lampanelli, who thought she was you know the best on the planet, and he's going to fire one more, and they it was to be continued. So. Now it's between Clay, Arsenio, and Aubrey O'Day. So yeah. we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, I have no interest no, since Pendulet yeah. is off. Yeah. And I don't think he really cared at some point. And just, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Who's in the Avenger movie, John? Yeah. Uh, so uh, have you made plans to see the Avenger movie? Yes, we are actually buying tickets to see it at IPIC next Saturday. This How about Saturday that? coming up. Uh, my wife and I almost played hooky this afternoon yeah. and went and saw it, but uh, we didn't have that opportunity. 
So we planned on a Friday matinee kind of a deal this Friday. So we're going to see it this Friday. Yeah. At MovieCo if everything goes well. Yeah. And you'll see it Good on luck. Saturday. So we'll be able to talk to you, talk about it yeah. on 252, John. The Avengers. I heard the movie is changing people's lives. It's so good. Yes. The best two and a half hours they've ever spent in their entire lives. It was at the Avengers. I read an interesting story today, though, about the Avengers and why pirates failed to prevent a box office record. Uh, Despite the widespread availability of pirated releases, Scott? Yes. John. The Avengers just scored a record-breaking $200 million opening weekend at the box office. $200 million in a weekend, In a John. weekend. While some are baffled to see that piracy failed to crush the movie's profits, it's really not that surprising. Claiming a camcorder, a camcorded copy of a movie seriously impacts box office attendance is the same as arguing that concert bootlegs stop people from seeing artists on stage. Right? You've heard bootlegs, right? Of the Stones and stuff like that? No, not I wouldn't you get never, bootlegs of the Stones. You never heard? Zeppelin. I, was, Zeppelin. I got a lot of Zeppelin bootlegs. But that yeah. wouldn't stop you from going to see no, Zeppelin, right? not at all. It'd make me want to go see them more. Exactly. Yeah. So a week before its premiere in the U.S. movie theaters, a camcorder version of the uh, Avengers the appeared on the see that? Exactly. Well, listen, you'll find out. Look. Immediately, thousands of fans jumped on the release, and according to figures collated by Torrent Freak, in the days that followed, it was downloaded half a million times. While this may very well be a record for a cam movie, it failed to exceed the download numbers of several other movies that were available in higher quality. Record or not, the movie's distributor, Disney, must have been very terrified by the early releases. However, this weekend, the suits at the studio were able to breathe a sigh of relief, or rather, start popping open the cha- the champagne. The champagne, The Scott. champagne. <laughs> the champagne. Uh, with more than $200 million in box office revenue, the Avengers had the most successful first weekend in movies history. It broke the record set by Harry Potter last year by more than $30 million despite the massive piracy. But is this really such a big surprise? Not when you look at the numbers, Scott. Of all the people who downloaded a pirate copy of the film, about 20% came from the U.S. That means roughly 100000 Americans have downloaded a copy online through BitTorrent. Now, if all of those people bought a movie ticket instead, then the box office revenue would be just 0.5% higher. That means half a percent higher. That's it. Half a percent of $200 million. What is that? Give me a half a percent of $200 million. I'll take it. Will you? Yeah. $200 million times uh, 1% would be $2 million, so $1 million. It'd be a million bucks. Not much of an impact, and even less when you consider that these pirates do not all count as a lost sale. And I've always said, Scott, you know, you you don't get to get your money back if the movie sucks, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. There's no contract that says, uh, yeah, I I I only give it one Spiny Norman. And this movie blowed ass. I want my money back, which I think blows. 
I think we should be allowed to see the movie first before we pay for it. John Taj Gibson, I yeah. think he's done for the season. Yeah. Uh, he fucked up his ankle. Oh. Yeah, bulls are still up, but uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't uh, look good. Jesus. So, uh, anyway, so that being said... Uh, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. People want it. They want a bootleg of it, but it doesn't... It's not going to hurt... Uh, the only time it's 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 ever it ever really made a big deal was with the Hurt Locker because nobody paid to see that movie. They downloaded or, it for free. Or Salmon Fishing yeah. in the Yemen, right. John. Oh, yeah, I'm that, sure. That, you know what? I checked BitTorrent. There's nothing there. There's not that one. That hit online, and then people were like, oh, yeah. forget it. What do you mean hit online? I checked. I'll just I see checked this the great Pirate movie. In the- it's not there. <laughs> nobody downloaded it. <laughs> Fishing for salmon in the Yemen. <laughs> oh my God! You know, Scott, this is a big uh, blockbuster movie year, though. You know, we got the Avengers, we got Men the in Black. Men in Black, the Dark Prometheus. Knight Rising, yeah, Dark Knight Rising, Prometheus, uh, shit, you name it. Um, oh, did you know Red Dawn is being re-released? Red Dawn. Red Dawn. The one yeah. with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, well, not that one. It's a new one. Chris Hemsworth. That was far-fetched in the 80s. Yeah. It's even... It's like releasing Footloose again. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Why would you say it's far-fetched in the 80s? That was a great film. <laughs> it's a cult classic. I saw it at the theater. I saw I it. I did, too. Yeah. Red Dawn 2012, right? Chris Hemsworth plays Jed Eckert, who was Pat- Patrick Swayze played Jed, Jed Eckert. Jed Eckert. And uh, let's see, Robert Morris, who was played by uh, Thomas C. Howell, is played by Josh Hutcherson of the uh, Hutcherson's. Hunger Games. Yes. That's Miley Cyrus's boyfriend. Um, well, here's the thing. This f- film was done in like 2010. And uh, they didn't release it because M- MGM had financial woes, woes, right? Right. And the the delay came amid growing controversy in China after excerpts of the script were leaked on the website The Owl. Or all. Is it the Chinese instead of the Russians? No. Yeah, it is. It's the Chinese instead of the Russians. But listen, Scott. Yes. Check this out. Yeah, yes. The film drew sharp criticism from the Global Times one of the leading Chinese state-run newspapers with headlines such as the U.S. reshoots Cold War movie to demonize China. Boo-hoo. An American movie plants hostile seeds against China. One of the articles stated China can still feel U.S. distrust and fear, especially among its people. Americans suspicious about China are the best ground for the hawks to disassemble or disseminate Sorry, fear and doubt which is the biggest concern with the movie Red Dawn. So you know what they did? No. They digitally superimposed North Korean symbols over the Chinese ones <laughs> in the movie. Oh, wait. This hasn't even been released yet. No. Who did this? The it, producers of this March, movie did that? In March 2011, 
The Los Angeles Times reported that MGM is changing the villains in its Red Dawn remake from Chinese to North Korean. Okay, so. In order to maintain access to Chinese lucrative box office. You remember all that shit I said about it was irrelevant in the 80s and now they're going to remake it? Why would they do that? Then when you mention China, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like, possible. Yeah, there's so many fucking billion Chinese people that can come over here. And now you change it to North Korea? Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, come Car- on. Karina. Yeah, North, North Karina. Karina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially because North Karina is such a smaller island. Not many people living in North Karina. Right. I mean, where are they attacking? Oregon? Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait to see it, though. No, I'm not going to see it. I think it's cool. How about their Total Recall remake, Yeah, John? that looks How about neat? that? Have yeah. you seen the, the no, trailer? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the trailer. It's a lot different. It's, but I like the it's original. So, yeah, well, it's it's totally different. Totally different. Yeah, it's totally Total different. Total Recall, it's John. More in, it's more, it looks more like um, uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Which I love that movie. That is a good movie. That's too. one of my favorite yeah. movies. Blade Runner. Yeah. So right, yeah, Jeff. a lot, a lot of films, a lot of movies. There's a new Spider-Man movie coming out. There's a Superman movie coming out. There's a really kick-ass uh, zombie movie coming out called World War Z. That was supposed to come out around Christmas time. And they have since postponed that till June of next year with Brad Pitt. Got a new James Bond coming out, Oh, yeah. yeah. I right. don't know if that's this year. That might be next that's year. That's this year. Is it this year? I believe so. What is it called? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Sky something. Skyhawk or Skyfall. Sky stupid. Sky stupid. <laughs> and a new, uh, new Adam Sandler movie coming yeah. out this month, John. This so month. excited. I can't wait. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Very All right, let's get through celebrity news, John. Rupert Murdoch admits phone hacking cover-up and apologizes. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, because that paper over there that he runs in the UK, yeah. they were hacking people's phones and eavesdropping. So he admits it and apologizes, and then that's all I hear. You don't hear that no. he's he's no longer allowed to run a newspaper you don't hear that he's going to jail. You don't hear any of that stuff. What's up with that? I thought corporations were people. They should throw his corporation in jail. Right. In other celebrity news, John, get this. This is something else. What the hell? I'm still trying to figure out how to operate this Google Chrome here, John. Google Chrome. Other celebrity. This story just came out today, John. John Travolta's in celebrity news. Do you know why? No. He's being sued. By For a, uh, doing a magic trick that Teller no, did? No. It's much more serious. No. He's being sued by a masseuse. The masseuse claims that Travolta touched his penis. <laughs> Not Travolta's penis, the masseuse's penis. What? Travolta did? Travolta has been sued. Wow. Um, the actor tried to have sex with him during a session, the masseuse claims. According to the lawsuit, Travolta saw the masseuse's ad online and scheduled an appointment for $200 an hour. The masseuse did not know it was Travolta when the appointment was booked, but followed instructions and met up with a black Lexus SUV, which Travolta was driving. 
according to the Sioux, Travolta and the masseuse, who says he saw Trojan condoms in the center council, drove to the Beverly Hills Hotel and went to Travolta's bungalow. He claims Travolta stripped naked, appearing semi-erect. The masseuse says he told Travolta to lie down on the table and the first hour went without incident. Then, according to legal documents, Travolta began rubbing the masseuse's legs, touching his scrotum and the shaft of his penis. (laughs) I love the shaft of his penis. The masseuse claims he told Travolta, I do not have sex with my clients, but Travolta was undeterred, offering to do a reverse massage. What does that mean, a reverse massage? Let's ask Zach. (laughs) Docking? Come on! Who docks? Adding, here's what Travolta added. Yeah. Come on, dude. I'll jerk you off. The suit goes on to say that Travolta then masturbated and told the masseuse... He got to where he was due to sexual favors he had performed when he was in his Welcome Back Cotter days, adding Hollywood is controlled by homosexual Jewish men who expect favors in return for sexual activity. Wow. Uh, The claim, the the, uh, person who's bringing the claim is only listed as John Doe. So, you know, I saw that story, John, and then I'm poking around and I mentioned that I brought up... uh, Perez Hilton site. Yeah. Perez Hilton. And on his front page, John Travolta responds to lawsuit from a second masseuse. No. Is that even a word, masseuse? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and what a surprise, John. Uh, in an official statement, Travolta's legal rep has called the sexual misconduct allegations. From the second anonymous male masseuse, just as absurd and ridiculous as the first one. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, so both of these guys are suing for $2 million. So maybe they're just trying to get some cash over. Yeah. Travolta's reps have come out swinging, Scott, implying that this is a baseless lie. Is as big as a, big a joke as Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that funny. Oh, sorry. Because that, that, Battlefield Earth, that was yeah. funny. Right on. Yeah. Allegedly. All right, John, moving on. Moving, moving on. Moving on. God damn it. All right. Science news, John. Oh. I'm done with celebrities. Oh, science, science news. Science news. Um... Venus, John, I don't know if you know this, but Venus is in the news. On June 5th and 6th, uh, millions of people around the world will be able to see Venus pass across the face of the sun in what it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. How about that? Wow. It's not going to happen again until 2117. I might still be alive then. Yeah. 2117? I'll be like 140-something. 150. <laughs> Yeah. Then you really look like Darth Vader without the helmet. <laughs> I just cannot figure out how Google Chrome works. Why? It's What's, a mystery to me. Oh, you... I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is also in science news, John. Yeah. Religious websites are riskier than porn for online viruses. 
And they did a study to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> the way you said, and they did a study to figure that out. <laughs> sounds like you're going to go into tetanus. I'm not going to go into tetanus, John. Stay out of mine. But uh, it makes sense, doesn't it? That's funny, isn't it? You didn't even laugh. If you're a, if you're making porn sites, you don't want viruses because that's you're not going to make money, right? These religious sites, they don't care about making money. They're spreading an ideology, yeah. so they don't give a shit if you get a virus. That's God testing your faith. You fuckwads. Um. <laughs> Other science news. Mice that eat yogurt have large... I'm sorry. Larger testicles. How about that? What? Mice that eat yogurt have larger (laughs) testicles. Why? I don't know. But they did a study, John. And it's in Scientific America. (laughs) Yeah. This is out of uh, MIT, John. MIT got grant money to give yogurt to mice and then measure their balls. (laughs) And they found out that they're bigger after they eat yogurt. Um, and our last science story, John, last science story, there's a new male birth control. Did you hear about this? No. It's 100% effective, but it's also reversible. So, John, I got the VAS. I yeah. talked about that in episode 27. <laughs> I thought you said, I got the VAG. <laughs> we know. No, the vasectomy. In episode 27. Not during the episode. I talked about it in episode 27. Get this new birth control, John. You're still fertile, right? Yeah. So this is an option for you. Let me describe this to you. There's a new birth control procedure shows promising signs of becoming another viable option that people who don't want children now but may want them in the future. You're not going to want kids in the future. No. I want you to get the VAS. No, I don't. I don't want anybody near my balls with right. a knife. Um, so they've done trials on this in India, of all places, and found it to be a hundred percent effective. The downside, depending on how you feel about shots, is that it requires the man to receive an injection into the vas deferens with a polymer gel called vasel gel. <laughs> That's after you get a local anesthetic. Uh, The substance works by breaking apart the sperm, John. So they have to inject your vas deferens. Yeah. That doesn't sound pleasant. How do they reverse it? They just suck it out with a straw? No, they inject uh, like an anti-vagisol. Whatever. (laughs) Vagisol. (laughs) Whatever it's called. Vasisol. Vasilagel. An anti-vasilagel, and then that doesn't work anymore, and then you're good to go after about two months. Nice. It's safe to use on humans and on animals, John. 25 years of uh, studies over the last 25 years. But who would do that? I wouldn't do that. Wow. No. Would you do that? I don't know. I don't Have them stick a needle in your vas? No. No. Didn't they do that to you? Well, yeah, we because that's, that's fine. That we got of you. Because I was, uh, I, I got it not only needles and clipping and uh, what do they call it when they burn it? Um, Cauterize. Cauterized. Yeah. <laughs> I got all that because there's no kids in my future. You know right, what I'm saying, John? Right. I had actually, my wife made that decision, which was a great decision because every time she sees a baby, she's like, oh, let's, let's have another kid. 
I'm like, how is that going to oh, happen? Oh, that means you could go fool around without uh, ever worrying about <laughs> being a John Stewart. Right. Or whatever. John it, Stewart. Not Stewart. <laughs> Stamos, John. No. John. 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 What the fuck's his name? <laughs> the fucking senior. I have senior. no idea who you're talking about. Oh, the senior. Oh, John Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, there you Stewart. go. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think? Should we? I found this website. Uh, become an ordained minister. No, I have become no an that. ordained minister free in minutes. Yes, my fellow atheist and assorted mouth breathers, you can finally shed the sham and shame of atheism and begin enjoying the benefits of a better life in the garden of the Lord. <laughs> I'm an atheist ordained minister. Yeah. We already have an ordained minister among our group, John, the Reverend Weed. Reverend Weed. Yeah, we don't need another one, do we? I think John and Scott need to be ministers. (laughs) So we We could talk about perform ceremonies. Yeah, we could we could perform weddings. Well, the only reason I would do that is because then we this um, this could be a nonprofit thing, and we wouldn't have to pay taxes anymore. right? Right here, the First Church of Atheism. With the first church of church of atheism, you can become ordained quickly, easily, and at no cost. As a legally ordained minister, you will be able to perform weddings, funerals, commitment ceremonies, and other functions that are reserved for members of the clergy. How about that? Since its inception, the Church of Atheism has amassed quite a following around the world. FCA ministries come from all walks of life. They are uh, every race, ethnicity, age, and creed. The only thing binding every FCA minister is his or her belief in science, reason, and reality. The First Church of Atheism wants you to pursue, pursue, pursue. and cherish your realistic beliefs without interference from any outside agency, including government or church authority. We provide our service for free as we believe it is every atheist's right to perform these clergy functions. You may become a legally ordained minister for life without cost and without question. Of course, they want a donation of 20 bucks. So far, they've raised $127. Their target's 900 grand. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> but... Uh, well, it says that maybe it's just for this month so far, because they have 5,888 ministers ordained. Nice. Nice. I'm going to do it, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm going to be Reverend John. You're going to like doing it because you enjoy doing it. I will be Reverend John. The card carrying member. W is in the news, John. Do you know that? The W? No. Yeah. I'm going to play a clip from the W in the news. The W made an appearance. President George W. Bush remarks on tax policy and growth. Here we go. Let me fire up the volume. We believe that one of the clearest expressions of freedom is that the aggregate demand of our citizens determine that which is produced. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? We believe that government uh, 
uh, is important, but we believe that Don't you miss the w? trust the people, yeah. the collective wisdom of the people. In other words, we trust people when it comes to spending their money, and so should the government. Uh, much of the political debate, and I guess rightly so, is about our balance sheet. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. When you look at the yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the debt to GDP is pretty high. Yeah, to GDP. When you think about entitlement, uh, the the overhang is 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 daunting. The overhang. But we believe that in order to solve <laughs> the balance daunting. sheet, first and foremost, What's the overhang. Grow the private sector, John and Scott. And therefore, the focus ought to be on private sector growth. And that private sector growth will yield increased revenues. The pie grows. The debt relative to the pie shrinks. And with fiscal discipline, you can better solve your current account deficits and your entitlements. I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, this year, the Bush Institute. He doesn't uh, either. This July, the Bush Institute is publishing a book. Did you know there's a Bush Institute? It's a staggering thing for some of the cynics up here. I publish a book, and now the Bush Institute's publishing a book. They didn't think I could read, much less write a book. I still don't so think you wrote that book. We're publishing a book called Four Percent Solution. Twenty-one experts, including five Nobel laureates, some of whom are here, have uh, provided the content. If you were a Nobel laureate, would you work with the W? No, I wouldn't. In the private sector. Now, look, we, we recognize this is ambitious, but most of the experts believe it's doable. I mean. And so uh, I hope people. <laughs> That's the bush I like. You're going to read about cutting wasteful spending, or entitlement reform, or immigration reform, increasing trade, energy policy. I can listen to him all and day, John. We're here to discuss today, which is pro. I got to go buy his policy. his book. What's the best tax policy to grow the private sector? You notice I've been emphasizing private sector growth. I mean, the truth of the matter is, the goal was public sector growth. It'd be a short conference. Which is raise taxes. But we believe he breathing that the best policy is that which creates oh, the w. a robust private sector. And, uh, and so what does it mean? Well, first of all, it means that uh, an understanding of how jobs are created, who creates the jobs. Seventy percent of new jobs in America are created by small business owners. No, they're not. I mean, that's one thing that makes the economy You so stupid vital. fuck. Most small businesses pay tax at the individual income tax level. Therefore, if you raise taxes on the so-called rich, you're really raising taxes on the job creators. And if the goal is private sector growth, you've got to recognize that the best way to create that growth is to leave capital in the treasuries of the job creators. Uh, secondly, okay, that hasn't fucking worked. Here's how dumb that is. What he's saying is that businesses are creating, they just make jobs up. They make them up for no reason. They decide, I, if I have more money, I'm just going to give a broom to a guy so he can sweep my shop uh, because I'm hoping somebody will buy something. So I'm going to give a bunch of people jobs because I have more money at my disposal because they reduce taxes in hopes that somebody will buy something. That's not the way it works. Somebody buys something and that creates a job. Demand creates the jobs. Right. That is the biggest lie on the planet. That is the biggest pile of dog shit 
that they've been saying over since 2001. Ad nauseum. And they put, not only that, they put it into practice. They put it into practice. Where are the fucking jobs? Where are these jobs? I watched, again, Inside Job this weekend with my wife. And one of the things that hit me about this whole Glass-Steagall and the Graham-Leach thing was they've been trying to break up the Glass-Steagall Act since uh, Reagan got into office. And when they did, essentially, and I didn't realize this before, they always said, you know, investment banks were investment banks. What are you doing? Sorry. Investment banks were investment banks, and savings and loans were savings and loans. What I didn't realize was that when they allowed investment banks to get into savings and loan part of it and savings and loan to allow to speculate, I didn't really understand the whole thing until I watched it again. And what I understood was investment banks basically... Uh, It was harder to get loans from investment banks back then because the private investors were very conservative about who they would loan to because it was their own money. It was very risky. They were risking their own dough. So they wanted to be careful with who they would loan to. So interest rates were quite high. On the other hand, you had savings and loan where you had your local bank and you had the mom and pop with their savings and getting 5% interest, they too would loan money, but it was it was to uh, people who were buying houses or buying a car, and there was either some sort of collateral or the interest rate was very high and there was a lot of uh, vetting of your ability to pay the loan back. So there's a will to pay, and there's do you actually have the means to pay? And they had some sort of litmus test to make sure people were going to pay those loans. Now, they took the invest the investment banks became or took over the savings loan, and now you and I are putting our money in these banks to try and get our five percent interest. And these motherfuckers, there's no risk anymore. They're taking our money, and they're taking our savings, and they're using them for their little fucking Ponzi schemes and loaning money here and there and underwriting loans left and right because there's no risk. No fucking risk. And one of the things that will create risk to people that create bullshit financial products, which they call products, which I think is fucking laughable. Somebody who serves you a meal at a restaurant They're providing a service. You exchange money for that service. That's a free market thing. Uh, Somebody makes you a pair of shoes. You negotiate a deal or or, uh, somebody builds a sidewalk for you in front of your house. You negotiate a deal with a contractor. You have a contract. He gives you something. You give him money. These financial products are nothing but a fucking Ponzi scheme, and they should tax the living shit out of all the transactions. Because if they're not gonna, there's not gonna be some sort of risk invoked where an investor uses his own money, knowing that he may lose it in the in the this ridiculous rigged market, and 
you know, if he if he does has no risk because he's using other people's money, especially with these credit default swaps and these uh, CDOs, um, collateralized debt obligations, and all this bullshit, and turning it into insurance, and, and but not calling it insurance and all that stuff. Unless there's some sort of risk, which taxes create, they create risk because they don't want to pay the taxes. Or the, or the other thing is, of course, regulation, which never really happened. But it really, it was insane to me to learn, finally, it dawned on me what they were talking about with the, the washing out of Glass-Steagall, was basically they took the risk away out of investment bankers and let them speculate with other people's money, which is something that you do normally in the stock market, but in banks and savings and loan where people trusted to, you know, I mean, it happened back in the Lincoln savings and loan deal where that one dude went to jail, was friends with the another Bush, Daddy Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about some podcasts ago. So to me, there is no fucking free market when you talk about um, financial products. There isn't. Because banks were allowed to leverage, over leverage themselves, you know. Usually a bank has $100,000, and then they're allowed to borrow up to nine times that much. Well, they they convinced Congress and everybody else to pass a law to allow them and, and even convince Greenspan to not pass any regulation so that they could over-leverage themselves to the point where they were 30 times borrowing, 30 times what they had in their own banks to cover their losses. And this cocksucker to, comes up one day and goes, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I never realized that maybe the banks would, uh, uh, they would be so dishonest. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Who would have known? That. Yeah, Who would have known that? Yeah, you currency. trust them and, boy, you know, boy, the jolly, well, Willikers, bummer, <laughs> gee Willikers. Oh, heck. But it's all a bunch of bullshit. I mean, yeah, I fucking hate paying taxes. I think our corporate tax rate going in 39% is ridiculous. But on the aggregate, when you look at the tax rate, the corporate tax rate, the actual payment of tax is about 12% across the board because of loopholes. And even Reagan wanted to get rid of these fucking loopholes. These motherfuckers that are in office now, they don't care about the loopholes. Just where's my cut? Where's my fucking cut? Where, where's my next election? When do I become a lobbyist and make the big fucking dough? That's all they care about. Yeah. And as, 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 as citizens, which is the highest office you can have in government, is a citizen. We're not doing anything about it. We got stupid people like this bitch uh, saying, oh, yeah, they added that to the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. But back to my original point. The job creators are the people that buy shit, not the people that have businesses. It's demand. That's right, John. Demand. Wait, we have another word from the W. The W. W. Fuck you, you defects. Yeah, you're John and Scott. What? <laughs> I didn't catch right. that. I have no idea what he's saying. Spit it out, W. Fuck you, you fags. Yeah, John and Scott. Yes, I heard John and Scott. <laughs> Something about fags, maybe. 
All right. Uh, one other thing that happened, John, uh, yeah. during our long kind of layoff uh, with 250 celebration, Mitt Romney is uh, is he the GOP now? He he's yeah. the front runner. He's the man. Right? Is it over? Are they still campaigning, or is it over? Romney's the guy. Newt Gingrich might be. Newt Gingrich might be the guy. Might be still campaigning. Oh, but it's it's for all technical purposes, it's over. Yeah, Romney's going to be no the guy. Doubt. All right. No doubt. Well, here's what Charles Barkley had to say about that. Are you ready for this? John? I'm ready. Here's what Barkley had to say about Romney. The 48. Mitt Romney. Yeah, he's at the game in Boston tonight. Hey, listen, baby, man. We're going to beat you like a drum in November. Don't take it personally. I like you. You seem like a nice guy. But you going down, bro. Yeah, the 48. <laughs> Barkley had to say about the Mitt You're going down, bro. Romney. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Now, and here's what... Um, oh, no. Gingrich uh, withdrew, John. He withdrew. Oh. Because this next clip, we're going to listen to Shepard Smith from Fox News. Fox News, of all people. Uh, Listen to this. A large crowd. Mitt Romney has released a statement on the departure of Newt Gingrich from the campaign. It reads, in part, Ann and I are proud to call Newt and Callista friends. We look forward to working with them in the months and years ahead. That from Mitt Romney. Politics is weird and creepy and now i know lacks even the loosest attachment to anything like reality wow how about that from shepherd oh. smith john he's gonna end up on cnn pretty soon <laughs> yeah yeah hey we got some call uh some messages i think one other romney story real oh. quick remember when yeah. um uh, uh, McCain was was uh, doing his town hall meetings. Yeah, and somebody stood up and said Obama's a terrorist, or I don't know what they said. And he he reprimanded. He didn't reprimand him, but he said, "Hey, let's not go there. That's you know, get this woman out of here. Whatever." Same thing happened to Romney. You know what Romney did? No, he just stood there, and then he moved on to the next question. So he didn't say. That's not true. He's not a terrorist. He's not a Muslim. He just let the person rant, and then he moved on. So by not saying anything, he condoned that behavior? Is that the right word? I guess. But even the Republicans don't like Romney. Nobody likes him. They think he's a, a bigger Michael idiot than the Medved double. Michael Medved likes him. <laughs> Who the fuck is Michael Medved? He's a former film critic. Now he's uh, the voice of uh, intelligent talk on oh, 560 oh, in the right. afternoon. It, intelligent talk. Right. Michael Medved. He says Romney's more in touch with people than Obama. Obama doesn't know what the hell the common man goes through. Romney does. All right? With his elevators. Yeah. For his cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he knows. He, he never had a student loan. Obama had a student loan. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not saying Obama's like any better because he's kind of been a disappointment. But when you look back on what Obama's done, he's basically, and I don't know what he's, what kind of game he's playing. Maybe it's the greatest political scam in history uh, because the Obamacare thing is something that was created by the Republicans, which he adopted. 
hey, okay, you want to play that game? Well, we'll put something in that you guys started out with. Uh, And, you know, he didn't end the wars. I mean, to me, that is like the biggest ridiculous expense we have right now. Shut them down, for Christ's sake, already. Day after day, you see more shit coming out in the news about somebody doing something fucking stupid. And uh, some, you know, American soldier doing something really dumb that makes us look bad. And uh, it's just time to shut that shit down. Everybody's sick of it. It was time 10 years ago to shut that shit down. Well, I I went to lunch with TP and he's moaning and groaning about having to pay for deadbeats, people that don't work. And I said, you know, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the trillion fucking dollars a year we spend in the Middle East. For what? For what? What did we get out of that, John? Ask Tony. He doesn't know. I know it's so Can funny. Can somebody tell me? He, he he can't come up with any answer. As soon as as soon as he's called on the spot, which is within the first sentence. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Let's Look. move on. Look, listen. listen. He's a coon. He's a <laughs> what? What is he called? Obama. No Obama. No yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, John. We got some phone calls. Yeah. Let's wrap this MF up. I forget how to play him. <laughs> oh, you know, I saw on the Facebook oh, a lot of people go. were saying, hey, I called in for 250 yeah. and I didn't play my phone call. Well, there's two of them from the, that night. Oh, that night. Okay. Um, But they're from the same number, so hopefully I didn't play. You haven't pre-screened these? No. Okay, we're going to hear them live, John. First time. First time. Not live. We're going to hear him for the hey, first time. Hey, this Whoa. is Tom Cruise. I do not oh, heard this one. this one already. Why is, it showing George. Up? Why is it showing up as two new calls? I don't know, but he has a new podcast, John. Maybe yeah. maybe he, he called back in as Tom Cruise. No. No. I think that's the same one. Um, so he has a new podcast. He had to uh, change the name. Because his the name he wanted, Sarcast, was already taken. Yeah. Oh, and on Facebook he mentioned about us hosting him. Yeah, we can host his shows. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, does he have our email address? He has our Skype number, yeah. right? So how that would work is um, we'd have to figure out how to, how to let you upload shows to our domain. And then you can create an RSS file and then point to those shows on that domain. But if the show ever does take off, make sure you move those shows to your domain so they don't get lost. Yeah. 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 That's a very (laughs) valuable lesson right there, John. Gone forever. Not forever. I I looked for them. I might have them somewhere, but I I don't know. I got them, so I'll get them. Come on. I get them. It's, not, it's just not on my priority list right, right. now. Right. All right, so we, we don't have phone calls? We do? No, I but we can't we play did. him? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do, I do have... <laughs> Close enough. I'm, it's, he's so annoyed. <laughs> Joe, is your headphones too loud? Well, the thing is, that is that had been going on for about 10 minutes. 
when when you you're hear still that trying part to tune your guitar. <laughs> Show's been going for two hours. <laughs> what did Phil say? It's close enough. I'm, it's, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Joe, is your headphones too loud? Wait, one more time. <laughs> what did Phil say? It's close enough. I'm, it's so annoying. <laughs> what? It was, uh, how long does it take to tune six strings? Hey. He's only on like four at this point. <laughs> so we're just calling to wish you a happy uh, um, 250th episode. Yeah. See, she's trying to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just called to wish she's you 250. Let us go. Bye bye. <laughs> Have you ever even seen a guitar before? I'm playing guitar. <laughs> That's quality, man. Yeah, just yeah. movie star. But did you email oh, me something? Yeah, I emailed you uh, Phil's news. Thanks. Oh, can you get me uh No, I'll, I'll get it. Is this more behind the scenes? <laughs> yeah. He's All right, let's let's uh, wrap this up here. 251. Phil can't make it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing now, or is that on the... No, I'm the laughing audio. now, that man. real big dick come in, Phil? I don't see that <laughs> on the layer. <laughs> you had a real big dick. <laughs> now I'll uh, move my mic over. And then I'll... All right, I've heard enough. Let's see. Let's wrap it up here. 251. Comes to a close. I come from the water. I come from the water. All right, all right. Great show, John. Baby. Great. Why don't you just cry? Next week we'll be back with our Avengers reviews. Yeah. And whatever else do we have? What else? What else? I got nothing. I don't know. A bunch of religious stories we didn't cover tonight. We'll get to those uh, next week. 2.51. It's 11 o'clock. The Bulls are winning 77 to 69 or 28 seconds. 28, 7, 6, 6 left in the game. The Bulls are going to win. They're probably going to come back and win the title. I doubt it this year. Yeah. You want to put a bet on the no. series, John? No. I'll give you a chance to win your burrito back. Yeah. I'll yeah, bet you the Bulls win. Doubled up. You bet the Bulls will win tonight? No, no. <laughs> I bet you they'll win the series. Really? Yeah, does that interest you? Wow, no. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take Philly. Does that I, interest you? I'm already you? out $80. From what? From buying you drinks. It wasn't 80 I don't know. And really. I picked up the tab the night before. Yeah, that was like $4. It's like 400 yeah, man. Yeah, 400 Yeah, that's right. What tab? The drink tab? Yeah, the drink tab. Well, you did not. It was like two beers. I don't know what you drank. It was a lot. I drank two beers because I was driving you jamokes. <laughs> oh, to Edison Park. That's yeah. a real hike. <laughs> yeah, well, just get my the... burrito. All right, oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, that's all for this week. I'm John. Good night, Scott. Say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. Yes.
listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.